Hey there, I'm Raquel Richards, and this is What Are You Drinking? The pod on alcohol. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please drink responsibly. On this episode, I'm going to dive into the enchanting world of red wines with a spotlight on the Montessario de las Viñas Gran Reserva. This Spanish gem captured my attention a few years back because of its rich and complex character. So let's uncork some of its details, shall we? This red wine is a blend that brings together three grape varieties. Garnacha, which is one of my favorite grapes, and Tempranilla, which is another favorite of mine, and, and I may not say this right, Carnianina. Yeah, I hope I said that right, because it's also the region that it uh, is made in. These harmonious trio, like all three of these grapes, create a symphony of flavors that dance across your palate. <laughs> It has an aging process for a minimum of five years, and this includes substantial time spent in oak barrels, which allows the wine to develop its depth and sophistication. Montessario is vintage in Spain. That is my heritage. I also have Ukrainian heritage, but part of my heritage is in Spain as well. I digress. The winery is steeped in history, nestled in Carnianena, as long as I said that right, the region, which boasts a legacy dating back to Roman times. What sets this winery apart is its dedication to preserving tradition while embracing modern techniques. One unique characteristic that distinguishes Monteserio from other red wines is its commitment to authenticity. The winery recognizes the significance of its location, situated near the ruins of a medieval monastery. This spiritual connection is reflected in the wine's name and the ethos of the winemaking process. When we talk about Spanish red wines, we're delving into a rich tapestry of history and culture. Spain's winemaking tradition is among the oldest in the world, with evidence of vine cultivation dating back to the Phenonicans and Romans. The bold and vibrant character of Spanish red wines is a testament to the country's diverse landscapes climates, and grape varieties. Spain's red wines are renowned for their authenticity, embracing regional differences, and allowing the terroir to shine through. The concept of terroir encapsulates how a wine's flavor profile is shaped by its environment, from the soil composition to the climate, altitude, and vineyard practices. Now, in terms of popularity, Spanish red wines have gained a loyal following worldwide. The bold flavors, robust structures, and ability to age gracefully have attracted both connoisseurs and newcomers to the world of wine. Now, I'm not usually a fan of Spanish wines that are found on the general list of wine or alcohol stores, but this wine, which is labeled a vintage in Ontario, Canada, I'm a huge fan of. I like the grapes and the flavor they create together, or rather, Maybe it's my taste buds, not maybe, it is my taste buds that do. And as I always say, drink what your taste buds like. It was a product consultant that introduced me to this wine when it first landed on the shelves of the LCBO where I worked for 10 years. Now, this was about six to seven years ago and we're in 2023 right now. Monteserio 
It consists of elegant aromas of red currants, tobacco, and eucalyptus on the nose. And when I say the nose, I mean the smell of the wine when you have it in your glass. Let's not be snobby here. Let's just call it what it is, right? Um, it has full-bodied and intense flavors of cherries, red currants, and balsamic touches. The finish is long and enjoyable. When I say long, I'm referring to the lasting taste on your tongue. These fruity notes are elegantly accompanied by hints of dark chocolate and warm spices. As the wine continues to unfold, you'll discover a subtle undertones of vanilla and toasted oak as a result of extended aging process. These nuances contribute to its velvety texture and it lingers on your palate. So after the initial fermentation, the wine embarks on its aging journey. This is where the magic happens. The wine is aged in the barrel for two years and kept in the bottle for three years before release. This allows it to absorb the subtle flavors of the wood and develop its rich, multi-layered personality. It continues to evolve in the bottle, where it gains further complexity and depth, reaching its peak of readiness to be savored by wine enthusiasts like us as soon as you pick it up on the shelf. Now, my listener, you may know that I'm not down with snobbery terms and I try not to come across this way and I know that this episode may appear that way in some senses, but I look at wine as being good or not. Your taste buds, they don't lie. But I am a snob about glasses and what glass is to be used to serve my red wine. And the glass details matter because the way you serve and present the wine tells the drinker about you and the wine being served. It's like part of your brand, your personal brand. Selecting the right glass can truly elevate your experience. I suggest to opt for a spacious wine glass with a generous bowl that tapers slightly towards the rim. This design captures the wine's aromas, directing them towards your nose as you take a sip. The shape of the glass also allows the wine to breathe and develop, enhancing its character. Now, now that we've got our glass, let's get a little bit hungry. Let's talk about food. Montestario's bold yet refined flavor lends itself to a range of culinary companions. So I'm going to give you a few pairing suggestions, which should suit many people's diets. So let's start with the grilled ribeye steak. The wine's ripe fruitiness and hints of dark chocolate make it an excellent match for a perfectly grilled ribeye steak. And the wine's tannins and acidity will cut through the richness of the meat. Or slow roasted lamb. The wine's warm spices and velvety texture will elevate this dish. Mushroom risotto. For a vegetarian option, pair the wine with a creamy mushroom risotto. The earthy flavors of the mushrooms will harmonize with the wine's fruitiness and oak. Mm. Now, aged cheeses, or what I like to call them, the stinky cheeses. The wine's well-developed structure and tannins will go well with one of the stinkiest cheeses known, manchego or pacorino. Poo-wee, but it tastes so good with the wine. And for those who like dessert, a dark chocolate dessert. Pairing the wine with a rich dark chocolate dessert. The wine's hint of dark chocolate will beautifully resonate with the dark chocolate dessert flavors. I love rich dark chocolate. And dark chocolate, yep, it's good for you. <laughs> Another thing I love is the different names for wines. I mean, we see them on the label. We shop and we see these different names and labels, but you know what? Many people don't ask what they mean. 
So let's clear the air on that in regards to the Monticerio de las Viñas Gran Reserva. Those that have been aged for five years, two years in the casks, three years in bottles or more are labeled Gran Reserva. Gran Reservas are intended to be made only in exceptional vintages, but this is up to the producer. So that's the definition of Gran Reserva. So for a 750 milliliter bottle of Monticerio de las Viñas Gran Reserva, it will set you back $21.95 here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It comes with 13.5 alcohol and three grams of sugar. Yes, it's dry. Another reason why I like it. And that's what I have to say about Monticerio de las Viñas Gran Reserva. Check out What Are You Drinking on Instagram at what are underscore you drinking. The R is the letter R. I'm Raquel Richards. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.